select the number one only if you have a question or a comment. And again, please be ready to to um, share with us as promptly and thoroughly and all that is possible uh, tonight. Want to remind you also that um, of our baby. Our trash can baby, our trash can concept, just to promote change and get people to kind of think about how the mind does or how it works and it keeps up with even the the, the most insignificant things in our lives, so something as simple as where we put our trash can. So for the sake of, of just for our new listeners and even our, our old timers, just remember, keep doing this. Um, in order to promote change. And what this is, we ask that you move your trash can, a trash can, preferably one that you visit frequently from one location to another. After doing that, monitor how many times you return back to its old location, the, the location that you moved the trash can from. Monitor how many times you go back. And, and when you do, when you find yourself going back, think about, again, how your mind, our mind keeps up with the most insignificant things in life. And, and oftentimes when we stop to reflect, we will find out that there's a lot of work that needs to be done within us. Um, and sometimes we just get caught up in the routine. We get caught up in our past. We get caught up in the past of people we know and the things that are around us, our surroundings, our circumstances, we just get caught up and we never really get out. And I'm sorry, y'all, I just I refuse to get caught up and stay caught up. I just refuse to. I'm serious. There's, there's just no way that I can get up, breathe, have a life, do all the things that seem so odd to be doing. You know, we are, I'm a mother, gave life, carried life for nine months. I refuse to get stuck in this world and allow people and circumstances to dictate my day, my life, my world. So a lot going on in my head today. And again, I, I so wanted not to do this show just because I'm kind of sick and tired I'm sick and tired of talking about it. I really am. So I'll be over it. Butterfly Evolution's not going anywhere. Um, Rodney will just kind of get me back together after the show, I'm sure. But anyway, Rodney, <laughs> talk to the people tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, 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 Come on, Tammy. Stay focused. You know, you, you know what, Tammy. Uh, and good evening to everybody listening uh, to the Butterfly Evolution Show tonight. Uh, sometimes people just get weary of well doing, but but trust me, Tammy has a a great work to do, and I'm not going to allow her to get away from that great work. Uh, but Tammy, I want to I, I want to start off with something that you kind of ended the show with last week. Last week's show in case you all missed it, uh, was on fire. We had a lot of people to tune into the show. We had a lot of people to uh, offer their perspective as questions. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's show, please, please, please go back and listen to last week's show. But I want to start off, uh, Tammy, with something that you said uh, last week, and that is emotional men. Uh, that's where that, that's where I would like to start off tonight. 
because I feel like we are putting a lot of blame on men. We're, we're uh, focusing our society when when we look at the downfall of our society, especially especially when it comes to the black race. We like to point a lot of fingers uh, towards the black men, and so uh, you know we talk about how men are absent in the homes, how they're not paying child support, not taking care of their children, and the list goes on. But what gets me about this whole uh, this whole situation is that we we are steadily raising up sorry men. We're training young boys to be irresponsible. We're training young boys to be uh, dependent on a woman. We're training young boys uh, not to have respect for themselves, for women. We're giving them everything that they want, and then we're then we're complaining that we're losing our men. Well, in order for that cycle, that vicious cycle, to change, we have to start raising up a better generation of men. And I've said this before, we have to stop blaming these fathers who are absent in the home. I get that they are not there. You can't make someone stay in a relationship. You cannot make someone stay in a home. Yes, we have our own opinions, but we can't make them stay. But if they are absent in the home, then that does not give the mother a free pass when it comes to raising her son. And don't keep using this excuse, I can't teach him how to be a man. You could teach him how to be the man that he should be. You could teach him how to be responsible. You could teach him how to be independent. You could teach him how to clean up after himself. You can teach him how to be disciplined, have some self-control. Don't let him turn into a, quote, mama's boy where he's always underneath his mom, always wanting that love and affection from his mom and just never learns how to grow up and be that person that some woman is going to need. Teach your son how to be a provider. Teach your son about going out and earning an income to take care of his family. You can teach your son all of those things. It does not require a man to do that. So if we want a better generation of men, if we want a better uh, group of men, we first must raise up one, and it's in the home. It starts with teaching your son right from wrong. It starts with teaching your son about responsibility. It starts with holding your son accountable. Don't let him throw his dirty drawers in the floor and not pick them up because if he does it at 6, he's going to do it at 36. And now some grown woman has to clean, clean up behind him or pick up behind him. Make your son come home and sit down and do his homework. Don't let your son walk around sagging his pants. Don't let your son walk around using the N-word. Don't let your son see or think that it is okay to disrespect women. It is not okay for him to put his hands on a woman. Teach your sons these things, and then we will have stronger men. We will have the leadership that God intended for us to have. Do those things, and we'll have a much better society. Tammy, I'm going to turn it back over to you and let you elaborate on those things. Okay. Um, if we're going to start there, then I, I want to go back to, and I believe it's what you said. I think you said it. I'm, I think you said it. It might have been Bo, but I believe you said it, about um, women complaining to the men, but they continue to push the sorry man and, and 
and then continue to have kids from them. And, and I look at you and said, raise sorry men. It, it was you last week. Say that so again, Sammy. That men, the women pick pick sorry men and then complain about it basically, basically, and then turn around and raise sorry men. That was your comment, right? Yep, and and not only do they pick the sorry man, but they but they but they pick that sorry man more than once. Either it's the same guy, or it's another sorry man. So now they have two, three, four, five children by either one or multiple sorry men. Okay, okay, all right, <clears throat> okay, and and I told I'm, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with the part that if if there is no man in the home that does not give the woman an excuse. However, I'm going to come back because we have sorry men and we have sorry women. We have sorry fathers and we have sorry mothers who make excuses and put themselves first in almost every circumstance. That's what I'm seeing today. And I'm, I'm seeing it from both ends. I used to be one that say I would put I would put the blame on the mother. Why? Because I feel like I didn't have time to make an excuse. If I if I sat down and allowed myself to use circumstances and what I got myself into to be an excuse, then I was gonna raise a child that I probably wouldn't even like today. I was gonna I was gonna turn him over to society. He was gonna be a statistic. And I would have given my life still will today for that not to happen. And in a sense, I probably did give my life. But as that was my that's, that's a responsibility. Once you become a parent and that's what I meant last week. And I remember both and that's what worked for me. Because I said, Brandon changed, having Brandon changed my life. And I remember both saying again, well, that's what does it for you. But I don't get it that how does a person carry a child, whether there's a man around or not. Mother, this, 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 this child is in your body. Great point to go. So I started out with that. We give life. We were chosen to give life. There's a certain responsibility that comes with being a woman, that comes with being a mother. And at some point in life, we should get that. I'm not saying we don't make mistakes, because Lord knows I did. But at some point, I had to realize I can't do what a man can do. I'm not excusing me for what they do. But I can't. And I don't want to. Simply do not want to. But I so agree with you. We have got to stop blaming men, and we've we got to stop blaming women. It's time to just do, because all this blaming is, is getting us nowhere. Men are still choosing to be who they are. Women are still choosing to be who they are and do what they want. But you know who's losing you guys? These children. And if we don't change and realize you are accountable for the situation and responsible for the situation you got yourself in, wherever you are today. Mother, because you chose the sorry man. And what I hate to see is a woman who meets a man who has children that he's not currently taking care of in any way, shape, form, or fashion, not even through conversation. Yet 
she'll have one from him and expect something different. Like he's going to take care of my baby. And it's no excuse for men either. Because if you meet a lady and she already got four or five and she's at the club every Saturday, she looks better than any one of her children. She's dressed head to toe, nails done, toes done, hair done. But it's not at any school meeting. I shared with Rodney today, I got a call from a friend today asking me, can I please volunteer Friday? She took off her job today and Friday. She took off today, half day, to go to a training to be able to volunteer Friday. She was the only parent that showed up out of two schools. Tell me, how how are we going to make it? That put me in such a rut today. I'm like, what am I doing? And for what? My child's 26 years old. Maybe I need to be saving this for my grandchildren. <laughs> Which I, I'm almost to the point where I, I don't even know if I really need grandchildren in this world today. There was one parent showed up out of two schools. And she's a single mom. You can't tell me it cannot be done. But we've become so selfish, so self-seeking. Some of these kids, I'm sorry, will be better off outside, out of the home. I'm sorry. It's just time to start holding parents accountable. I don't care if you're a single parent. I don't care if you've got two in the house. It's time to be held accountable and to be told the truth. You're a sorry mama. You're a sorry daddy. Period. Period. But yet, society is condoning this mess. You got people hanging around with, with, with mothers and fathers who do nothing for their children. Nothing. I wouldn't have a friend who does nothing for their children. Why? Especially one that I have not told that you are sorry parent. Well, I don't know, Rodney. I don't know where we, where we go from here. As far as emotional men, what I meant by that is the same thing. I don't I don't want a man that is affected by emotionally, and I'm not saying he cannot have emotions. I said that last week. But I cannot deal with a man whose emotions are as, as God, sporadic as mine. It's rain, it rains, he freaks out. Somebody step on his shoes, he freaks out. He loses. (laughs) He he freaks out. It changes his whole attitude. That's crazy to me. That's what I meant. There's just a simple difference, and I didn't make it that way. A man should not be as as emotional as they are today. You could say something, and, and, and really the man might as well go start crying. And I, I guess I'm just not used to that. I see that more now than ever. I think social network has a lot to do with it. I often wonder if my granddad was alive, would he be on Facebook? And he was probably, I don't have time for all that mess. That's like talking on the phone to me. That's, that's, that's what he was saying. There used to be a time where men didn't sit around and talk on the phone. Men didn't sit around and gossip. 
But I, I really feel like social media is making men a little soft, some of them. Because, again, I look at it as just like women sitting around gossiping or whatever. I could see men getting on, posting your stuff, getting off. But I just, the, some of the things that I see, I remember traveling, and there was a guy probably, oh, gosh, he could be heavy D. He, he was he was just this really big guy. As soon as he sat down, he took a selfie. I'm like, you, you serious? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> That's what I mean. How can what can you do? And you sitting here looking pretty as I am posting a picture on Facebook. As soon as you sit down, you didn't have time to adjust your butt to the seat and you taking a selfie. It's crazy. How can you raise somebody to be a man? <laughs> while while we're on this on this subject, uh <laughs> one of the things that, that I hate to see on social media is people being uh, I guess the I guess the best way to put it is attention whores. People who will put things on Facebook that say something like people are always looking at my status and but not commenting or liking my status. If you read this, uh, if you're if you're not one of those people, comment one thing about me, and it's like. Why are you on social media looking for attention? Why are you on social media getting emotional, getting upset because no one likes your status, because no one has commented on your status? Get over it. If people want to say something, they will. If people don't want to say something, they won't. Another thing, I hate, Tammy, for the people who do that so they, along the same line, but on the other side of the, uh, of the coin. Don't tell me that you saw something that I did post, but you were afraid to say something because you were afraid of how people were going to view you. Don't, don't, to me, don't do that either. If you have something to say, then be bold enough to say it. Don't worry about what other people are going to think about you. But I think the problem, Tammy, is something that we've talked about before, and that is we have conformed to this world. Nobody's about transformation. It's all about conforming. And so we feel the need to fit into whatever the world says today's norms are. And today, today's society has moved towards a softer, more sensitive society. And so we have taken that and we have become a part of that rather than saying, you know what, I need to stand up and be strong. I need to stand up and be courageous. I need to speak my mind. I need to express my views. For example, and I'm going to throw this out there, the, in America, we've we, we've jumped on the homosexual bandwagon, and so people who people will tell you that they are Christians, that they believe in the Bible, they try to live by the Bible, they go by the Bible, 
yet because you are viewed as an insensitive person, because you're viewed as uh, uh, a bigot or you're viewed as somebody who doesn't believe in, in, in equality, if you say, I do not support homosexuality, then people just keep that comment to themselves and they will express it depending on who they who they are talking to. You don't have to go along with anything that you don't want to. You do not have to conform. If you are against homosexuality, you are against homosexuality. There's nothing that it is not a law that you have to support homosexuality. But people will say that they do or at least go along with it when they're in the presence of certain people just because they don't want to be looked at as a senseless human being. And we've gotten to a point that in our society, if you speak against something like homosexuality, you're viewed as the bad guy. You're viewed as uh, like there's something wrong with you. You don't believe in equality. But it is your right. And so for the people who who feel that way, um, you know, it, it's kind of a double, it, it's a double standard because you can't tell me I'm wrong because I don't support what you're doing, but yet you don't support my, you, you don't support or respect my opinions either. You can't tell me that I'm wrong for not supporting your views when you don't support mine either. But we've come, we've become this, Society that feels like we have to be bandwagoners. We have to jump on every single thing that our society tells us that we have to. Well, I mean, I, I agree, and I, I, I think the majority of things that people like or tag along on social media, media, they're just doing it. Uh, well, I don't think I know that to be true because again, even with with events, I remember going to an event where a hundred and eleven people signed um, up for this event, and there were maybe fifteen, twenty people, and that happened consistently. So it's not about, and that's kind of what I meant tonight. We're just talking. We're just social media has made us even more lazy because we were already, in my opinion, we were becoming a lazy race, and I, and I did say that. Mm-hmm. and expecting everything to be a handout. And I'm sorry, I didn't grow up in that. I didn't grow up in that. And so people will tag along just for the sake of looking like, well, I'm sorry, if I don't support what you're doing and talking about, I ain't going to like it. I'm not going to listen to it. I don't even want to see it on my page, Period. And I make no apologies for that because I know who I am. I know what I stand for. I know where I'm going and what I need to do to get there. And if I'm changing my mindset, I can't listen to your mess. And I've had grown people ask, why didn't you like what I put on Facebook? (laughs) I mean, seriously, grown people. Maybe because I was out doing your job. You know, it's it's sickening. It's sickening. It is truly sickening. Hey, you know, you know something, Tammy. Um, what 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 makes it even 
What makes it even worse, uh, going back to the men uh, being these emotional creatures, men are supposed to be the head of their household, right? Men are supposed to be the leaders. But how can you lead anyone if you can't even control yourself? When you're getting when you're getting caught up in your feelings, when you're and, and for those of you listening, retaliation is one of those. You find a man who wants to retaliate, that's a man who's caught up in his feelings. Because you got me, so I'm gonna get you back. That's not that, that's not the way that you should that, that you should operate. You shouldn't be out for retaliation. You shouldn't have this I'm gonna get you before you get me. You shouldn't have you shouldn't have that mentality. Because women the, the average woman is an emotional being. You can't have two emotional beings in the same relationship. It's not gonna work. It doesn't matter if it's a personal relationship or a professional relationship. It can't work if both people are are emotional or wearing their feelings on their sleeves. Because if you're a man, your girlfriend, your wife, even if they're your colleagues, when they know that their emotions are running crazy, as a man, they are looking to you as their refuge. They need they they need to be able to come to you. And there'll be a calmness. And they're not really looking for you to say a whole lot. They're looking for you to listen. But if you're an emotional man, if you're going to get caught up in it and start, you know, carrying on the way that she is, then what does she need you for? But our society has changed so much so that we're just so sensitive about everything. You look at TV, you look at the news, the media is always looking for something to twist. We've just become that that type of society where it's like everybody's caught up in their feelings. You can't express how you really feel because somebody's going to take your words and twist them. Well, he said this, so that means that he doesn't like this, this. That person never said that. Get over yourself. As a teacher, I can't take my problems into my classroom because I can't be an effective teacher because my kids are coming to school with their own baggage, and all of them have different baggage. So how can I be a great leader for them if I'm walking into school mad about something that happened last night or last weekend. I have to be ready to be a leader for them because I don't know what they're bringing to school that particular day. I don't know what they're going to need from me that day because it varies. But they are my priority. So I can't carry my feelings into my classroom. 
I can't walk around being upset about something that somebody said to me or said about me. We have to become unselfish people. We have to get out of ourselves, get out of our comfort zone, get out of it's all about me. We have to lose that. Because until we until we lose that, we can't be effective people. Bonnie, how do you how do you think, what would you say um, to and you said a lot already, but mothers? Because as we know, there there are many many mothers who are raising. Um, Boys and girls, but mm-hmm. for the sake of what we're talking about, young boys. You were once a, a young boy, and and what what did you need at that time? If you can go back, what what can we do um, as mothers? I know that, like you said, we we there's some things that we just cannot give or do for young men. I, I just last week I heard a grown man say that I wish my dad was around to teach me more more things because he felt like he would have made less mistakes. Um, what can mothers do? And then what do you feel this society as a whole can do for our young boys to teach them how to be better men? Well, I think that, I think that as a society, um, if we want to get away from raising up men who are not leaders. We can't do anything about men who are already grown. You can't you 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 you're not going to change those men because as we all know, men are stubborn. Men become set we we become set in our ways very early on in life. We become very set in our ways. But as a woman, first of all, do not feel sorry for your son because his father is not around. Don't feel sorry for him. Don't feel like you have to um, overdo it as a mother to make up for what his father is not there doing. You don't have to do that as a mother because you're going to find that no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be able to make up for that. But you can teach your son to be responsible. You can teach your son to be a leader. And the way that you do that is if you let's say you hooked up with a quote sorry man, right? You should not raise your son up to be like that. You know what you want in a man. Raise your son up so that he is that type of person for somebody for for some for somebody else, for some young woman. Another thing, get out of this I'm the mother and the father. No, you are not. Let it go. It's okay. You're not the mother and the father. You are the mother. Get out of this on Father's Day. Uh I should be getting gifts on Father's Day too. That that's just foolishness. You can only be their mother. But 
do all that you can to raise up a good human being, and then every woman knows a man who's a who's a great role model. It may be her father, it may be one of her brothers, it may be uncles, it may be cousins, colleagues, coworkers, whoever. And that man or those men will will see that woman doing the best that she can. And they will step in and be role models for that young man or get your son around those men as much as possible. I remember when I was in high school, I had friends who would show up to school three or four hours late because their mothers took them to the mall to get the new Jordans. What do you think you're doing to that boy who in a few years is going to be a man. He's going to think that that's what life is all about. Education is not important. It's for me to go and get these shoes. I have a relative who told their mom that they started selling drugs because one Christmas they didn't get everything that they wanted. So they started selling drugs to make sure that they always got what they wanted. Emotional man, caught up in what he wants. And men do that. But I'm going to say this too, Tammy. It takes an insecure woman to have a desire to be with an emotionally immature man. I totally agree. Huh? I totally agree. agree. Because otherwise you would lose your mind. You, you, you. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, but and and you know what, Rodney? That's what I posted something today because of just what I'm seeing in people. Like, why? How do we get to a place where we are so broken to the magnitude that we are at this age? Like, when do we not look like, act like, um? The child. When, when mm-hmm. do we grow up? When, when do we realize, you know, and, and even today I was thinking, and, and I think Ms. Erlene is listening, but I think the most wise, wise word I heard was, do what's right and let God handle the consequences. That, 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 that's not an easy thing to do because you sometimes have to go against every part of you, your, your emotions, your feelings. But as a mother, as a woman, as a child of God, as a there's a lot of things that I just cannot do that I want to do. I'm not telling y'all people that my mind doesn't take me there sometimes, but because I know that I want my life to change, I want different. I want different people around me. I want life to be different because it can be. And so I see people just superficially living life. You can look at some of these posts on Facebook and, and, and people with these clown faces on. Take them off. That's what I meant today when I posted that. Take these Band-Aids off. When I looked in the mirror and saw what I saw, I was not happy when I started this transformation. I, I would have rather died than continue on with the way I was living my life. And that's what I mean. I just refuse to get up every day with life in me that I don't even know. Mm. I don't control. 
I refuse to allow the almighty God to give me breath, to get up, to be able to step up, step out of my bed, put one feet before the other, and then call that walking, to hear my heartbeat, and that's giving me life, to be in my right mind, to know the difference between right and wrong, to go against what I want to be, want to be right, but I know it's wrong, to choose differently, to be given the opportunity to give life to someone. Do you understand what that means? To, to be life but to carry life in you and to birth six, seven-pound babies after all that time? Do you understand what that is and what that means and what comes with that? That's for the men and the women. Yet we get so caught up in being somebody's, I'm going to say it, somebody's hoe because that's what we are being to men. Men can't. Mm get with you if you don't get with them, but you're so caught up in your feelings and caught up in being somebody's one-night stand. You'd rather be somebody's one-night stand and know that you've been there whole the morning after and continue. I'm not saying that we don't all get caught up, but you continue to be 45 and 50 and 60 years old and you're still okay with that and been busting down the church doors for 15, 16, 20 years, and you're still okay with that. I would choose yes before I continue to be okay with that. And I'll say this too, Tammy. Um, I think I think that as a a female, as a woman, you have the ability to, one, raise up a man, you have the ability to do that. You also have the ability to force, if you, if you are a woman, and let's say, let's, let's, let's talk about relationships for a second. You have the ability to force a man to do right, for the most part. You, you, have, the, you have that ability. Women get disrespected because they allow themselves to be disrespected. Women get disrespected because they put themselves in those positions. If if you don't want to be treated a certain way, don't allow it. We, as a society, as a woman, you can break this foolishness. But men are the way that they are because either some woman raised them that way or there are women who allow them to be that way. When you when you put yourself out there, when you allow men, when you, prime example, you're walking down the street or you're walking through the mall or walking through the store and a guy says, hey, yo, or a shorty, and you turn around and acknowledge him. Guess what? You just you just added to the problem. So that's why I said it takes an insecure woman to support an emotional man because you don't have to accept that men get away with not maturing or not growing up because no one makes them. 
No one forces them to do these things because they know that some woman and several of them are going to want them no matter what they do, no matter what they say, no matter how they live. And let's go back, Tammy. Let's go back to the first example of a weak man. Let's go back to the first example. Let's talk about Adam for a second. God gives specific instructions. I don't even think Eve was created yet, if I remember it correctly, about you can eat anything you want to, but stay away from this one particular tree, right? And then Eve comes along, and then here comes the snake, who tells the truth, right? Oh, you're not going to die but you're no good from evil. So the snake convinces the woman to eat of the fruit. The woman convinces the man to eat the fruit. What does this weak man do when God comes in? Oh, it it, it was her fault. And then she turned around and blamed the the serpent. But as the man, you should have told her, not to do it. You should have led her away from that decision. Hmm. So since the beginning of time, we've been dealing with this same issue for a number of reasons. I'm sorry, but if I know something isn't right, I don't care how good you look. You're not going to talk me into doing something that I don't want to do. But we have men like that. And I'm going to say something else, too, while we're talking about it. In our society, we hear all the time, you know, there there are all of these, uh, even in 2015, women are still fighting for equality, Right? And so we hear all the time about, you know, uh, women not allowing men to control them and and men not being in power and all of these things. But if we talk about women controlling a man, it's okay. Oh, she's the boss. I'm going to tell you, I get irritated when I'm with a group of guys and somebody says, well, I have to ask my girl. I have to ask my wife, wait a minute. What are you, 12? That you have to ask somebody for permission? Does she ask you for No, she just does whatever she wants. But you're asking for permission to do something? I'm sorry, but we're we're adults. I'm not here to control you, but I'm also not here to be controlled by you. As adults, we should communicate with one another. We should talk to each other. But no one is in control of the other person. God gave man power over a whole lot of things, but he never gave man power over another man or a woman or vice versa. We've had a lot of people to... uh, (laughs) 
to truly hear to every uh hopefully someone will ask a question or make a comment. Uh just want to throw that out there. If you're listening by phone, please press the number one if you'd like to ask a question or make a comment. Um if you're listening online, uh you can definitely post comments in the chat room. Uh we will read them out loud. We do not share um we do not share names unless you um, ask us to. Everyone is anonymous on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Again, if you're listening by phone, you can press the number one and state your question or your comment. Uh, Tammy, what do you think? Um, I, I guess I've expressed this. It's like I started out with the show, Ronnie. I just, I'm just ready for people to do. Be who, first, just be who you are. You some some people need to just stop, step away, and go deal with who they are. Go deal with your pains, your woes, your sorrows, your whatever. Go deal with you. First of all, just acknowledge who you are. Because, you guys, we are in trouble. We are simply in trouble. I look at these kids today, and and unfortunately, I can't put the blame on all of them. I can't put the blame on them, period. Because it's like you said, Rodney, if you show me, if you you follow disrespectful, um, wild-out child, um, for the most part, you're you're probably going to find what you follow is not that close to it. Now, I'm not saying every mother or father is that. But what I'm saying, for the most part, most times you're going to find either one that's not engaged, disconnected from their child. And I think that's the main issue here is that grown people are still looking for themselves, whatever that means. Like, like, whatever that means to you, but I really feel like that is that is more than seventy five percent of the issue. That that we are so become so self centered, and that we are so needy for something. And what I feel that something is, we've gotten so disconnected from God. We've allowed every, and that's part of what you're saying about being conformed. We got a church on every corner. They are filled to capacity for the most part. We follow the mess. We just had a church here where women were fighting, three, four women fighting about a man in the church. And I believe it's the same church where I saw the girls dancing like they were at the club, but this was part of the service. So everybody's buying into this mess, and we expect God to show up and do what? Do what? Do what else? What else needs to be done for us to know? To know He's real. What else? And everybody want to say um, it's fulfillment of the Bible, but I I get that. But I also. No, in that same Bible, it says, if my people will call by, name, by my name, will humble themselves. I mean, really. So 
we we can choose. We can say, oh, all this is happening because it's just opposed to. Well, I can go back to that, too. I can go back to that same verse. Because we we want we want something to give us an, an out. We want something to give us an okay to keep doing what we're doing or keep allowing what we see going on to be okay. We just want to say, well, ain't nothing we can do about it. So we stop praying. We stop trying to change. Because if you're doing God, and if you say you're doing God and you ain't changing, that you don't see something about yourself every day that you need to say, oh, another band-aid I got to take off. Because every time I take one, I get another one. But that, the the difference is I, I no longer want that Band-Aid to stay and act like I don't see. I don't like I don't know what's going on. Act like there's not some stuff in me and that it's everybody else. No, it's you. It might not be your child. It just might be you. And that's why I mean, I'm just sick of people. I'm just sick of people playing this game. I'm sick of people. You know, like I said, one mama showed up out of two schools. That's foolishness. But the clubs, the barbecue, April in Africa in April in Memphis, four. Monday night happy hour, four. FedEx Forum game, four. Concert, four. Pay $150 to get your hair done, to get tickets, four. But the child, you want to buy a book, you want to pay for a tutor. Please, really? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a couple of comments uh, real quick. Uh, and the first one says, "An insecure men look for insecure women because they, uh, because these secure ones won't deal with them." Um, I think that I think that is true. I think that when you find a woman who is who is secure, who is who is mature, she is not going to just settle um for any for any type of man and you know, she she's not quick to uh fall in love just because of the words that come out of your mouth, um, or because, you know, you, you might spend a little money here or there. Um, but they are actually looking for something that's going to be long term and I think that we need more of that. And again, I think that women are in control of that. I think that women, uh, women could definitely uh, step up the same way men need to step up. I think that women need to step up and start saying no, or start saying, you know what, we're we're not going to play uh, these games. We're not going to play house. We're not going to uh, have babies that we can't take care of. We're gonna, you know, get married. We're gonna we're gonna start a family. We're you know we're gonna do things. In a decent manner, it doesn't mean that every relationship is going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that they'll last forever, but at least go into it with the right intentions. And I think until that starts to happen, uh, we're going to see a lot of the things that we see now. And then the second comment was women women are looking for uh, men that can lead them in the right direction. And uh, my only question to that is, you know, what do we consider to be the right direction or what direction are women looking to be led in because that, you know, that could be something that uh, varies from woman to woman um, because success, happiness means different things to different people. 
so what you know what does that mean um as far as the right direction? Okay. Else in the chat room? Uh no, that was that was another online comment. Okay, 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 great, great. And for our listeners, please again select the number one. Those are some great comments. Um I don't know, um I guess I don't know. Maybe, you know, people hopefully hopefully you're taking something away from this. Um because people are going to do what they're going to do, but it's time, people. It's, it's just time. It, it's time. It's time. Again, the, the people who this is affecting the most are our future. They're going to be parents. They're going to be adults. They're going to be workers, hopefully. We have kids who will, will, will disrespect an adult, will beat down, will fight an adult. We have adults who will stand around and watch that. We've seen that here recently. Those same kids, we see get a tap on the hand and get sent back out into the world. Somebody's going to kill them. Somebody, they just send them back out in the world to be killed. People are so disconnected. There's no relationship. There's no connection. People are sitting up in church on their cell phones. We allow kids to sit up on in church and be on their cell phones when I couldn't choose gum in, in church. So it's not it's not thought of our kids. Sorry men, sorry women, sorry people. Selfish, self seeking, all the above. So Here's something else too, Tammy. It says that uh, many women are looking for a man that they trust to lead the household they reside in. Uh, they're looking for him to lead the family, follow God, make decisions for the household. Women have to trust the man that they choose when decisions are made. Uh, and my response to that is just I think that trust is the key word. Um, and I'm going to ask this to, to any lady um who is listening, whether it be, you know, because you've done it or I know you've at least seen it. Why is it that women uh, allow men into their lives that they don't trust? Or why is it that women allow themselves to gain a false sense of security from a man? That's my question to the ladies. Why, say, why, say that one more time. Why do why do women say that one more time? So I think that uh, with, with, with with those comments, I, I I completely agree with them. Uh, but my question is, why is it that women allow themselves to uh, get involved with a man, have children by a man, marry a man that they know that they don't trust? Why is it that you're allowing this untrustworthy person? not just into your life, but into your body. You're allowing this untrustworthy person into your body. You're allowing them into your life. You're allowing them into your house. Why is it that women do that? And and no one has to get personal. Like, if you've done that, uh, you don't have to share your whole personal story. If you want to, you can. But why is it that women allow these untrustworthy men into their lives? 
Why do women do that? Right now, I'll, I'll answer that. Um, it goes back to what I said earlier, is brokenness, bondage. Rather, they, when we, we've, as women, we've gotten to a point where um, there's such a sense of, oh, gosh, there's no self-worth, there's no self-respect, um, and when we allow people in our lives like that, we have to stop and say no more. We have to stop and, again, go take those Band-Aids off because when you heal, then you either get rid of things around you that are sick or making you sick. It's no different from being in a home. Just let's say if you know that your home is full of mold. There's one or two options. Either you don't want to leave or you don't have anywhere to go. But the choice is yours. Because if you stay, you're going to die. And women, most women, Rodney, in my opinion, are just walking dead. They're just living. They're just getting up, breathing. They're not. They have not taken care of themselves emotionally, and we get caught up in society has said if you don't have a man, no matter how bad that man is, then you're no good. Maybe that does go back to there's a great number of of young women who were raised without those fathers, but. When I when I when I go on the other side, there are a great number of women who had their fathers in their lives, and they still choose that path. So it goes back to you got to deal with what's going on inside of you. You got you have got to heal. You got to be true and honest to yourself with yourself about who you are. When you when you go to that place where we started out. With that trash can, when you go and you know you've moved it, that's what that's what we mean by that. You gotta you gotta stop and look at your life. Why do I keep coming back to this place? And I know it's not good for me. I know he's not good for me. I know I feel worse in the morning than I did at night before I laid down with him. What's keeping me here? Because it's some it's a Sickness inside of you. It's not that man's fault. Yeah. You gotta start dealing with it. Just to add a little humor, real quick, before we bring in our caller, uh, Chris Rock said that uh, Chris Rock said that as a father, your only job is to keep your daughter off the pole. (laughs) But we're gonna bring in caller from. Area code nine zero one last four digits are seven zero nine eight. Caller, you are all with us. Go ahead. Hi everybody. Hi. 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 Um, my name is Leslie. I just started listening about fifteen minutes ago because I was in rehearsal. But um, I wanted to kind of get an answer to. Yeah, Leslie. Sorry. I said, Hey, Leslie. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Is this Good. Leslie that was on the show a few months ago? Yes. Yeah. I haven't had time oh, okay. to call because I've been used to it, like theater and stuff. But 
I had time to call in for maybe like the second half tonight. Not a problem. Go ahead. What's your question or comment, Leslie? Um, when you asked the question, uh, why do you think women, um, sorry, I don't remember the exact wording, I think you were like, why do women um, allow themselves to be in relationships with men that they know they can't trust? And uh-huh. I don't have, um, like, a personal testimony to that, but I have, like, a theory. And, like, it could be totally wrong, and I could be going, like, way off the meter with this. But um, just going off of, like, some of my friends and, um, like, family members who've uh, been in relationships with men that they didn't really trust, but they stayed anyway, I think uh, sometimes women um, base their reasons for uh, being with a man or, like, what they look for in a relationship um, is based off of a lot of things that I guess aren't um, connections that aren't really the most important. And I think, like, a lot of times people base uh, their reasons for staying or getting into a relationship off of physical connections. And, like, a lot of times you'll hear uh, people say, well, if – um." You know, this this person isn't like satisfying me in the bedroom or whatever, so it's, it's not going to work. You know, that's my deal breaker. If you can't put it down or whatever, then it's probably not going to work out. And I think um, when it, like, I guess with that kind of mentality, it's, um, it kind of ruins, ruins relationships both ways. Like, you probably won't find a good one, and you'll probably be trapped in a bad one just because you feel like, the sexual chemistry is great, so nothing else really matters. And I think if you want to have a real relationship that's going to last, then you have to base it off of, like, mental and spiritual connections as well and not just physical. But that's just kind of, you know, off of what I see with, like, some of my friends and family. Like, they'll stay with a guy um, who probably has other women or, you know, can't really be honest with them, but they'll stay because they feel like, you know, another guy won't do the same things that they do or, you know, something like that. That could be wrong. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong at all. Go ahead, Tammy. I don't either. Les, I have a question for you because, I, I mean, I know a little bit about you, and I know that it took you a minute to kind of um, find that guy, and I feel you found that, that, that guy. But <laughs> what do you think kept you from falling for the other guy. Are you willing to just choose to be alone than settle? And if so, why do you feel you were different? Or I different? You said, why do I feel I was different? Or why do I feel he was different? No, you. What What made you, because I, I, I get the feeling that you were willing to, to just be by yourself, be Leslie and do you, than settle. Um, if so, if that's true, what what do you think it is that made you um, not give in to just having a man around? Um, well, I think, um, I guess I've never really just been uh, one of the girls who kind of felt like I had to have a boyfriend. I was just always kind of into school and, like, my work, I mean, not work, like, well, school work, and um, I guess just doing, um, like, following the rules and just kind of like a, you know, straight, straight arrow kind of girl. I was just, like, a different kid. I didn't really, 
like to uh, get in trouble and stray from the path or whatever. I just, you know, felt like I needed to be focused on what I was supposed to be doing. And most of the guys that I had, like, probably tried to talk to or something, they weren't really, I mean, I didn't really get a good vibe from them for multiple reasons. So I just, I guess I was just, you know, kind of not really trying to be with anybody because I feel like I needed to get myself together first. And I still kind of feel like that. Leslie, was was your daddy very active in your life? Yeah, he was. Um, Well, my parents divorced when I was eight, uh, but I went, you know, I went to my dad's house, like, every other weekend, and we were really close. Like, we would have a lot of fun. And, you know, of course, he would tell me, you know, stay away from those boys or whatever, but I, you know, I was never really, I didn't really have boys on my mind because, like, even in middle school and high school, like, I was pretty awkward, so it wasn't like I was getting, like, a whole lot of attention from guys anyway. It was just kind of, you know, I was just hanging out with my friends and, you know, do my own thing. Okay. Rodney? I think um, I think with Leslie, uh, first of all, Leslie, you are not wrong in what you said. Um, unfortunately, people uh, confuse love with lust, and we get caught up in the fact that, uh, yes, love is a feeling, but you should not base it off of emotions. You, your your love should be unconditional, and you should love yourself before you expect anybody else to love you. And with that right. being said, you know, it sounds really good to say that, you know, we should get with people, uh, you know, for who they are on the inside, and we should look at character and personality and all of this stuff. But the reality is that just does not happen. Not to say that yeah. it can't happen, but it just does not happen, um, or it does not happen as much as it as as it should happen. And so you find women who get caught up having sex uh, with guys, and the guy quote quote puts it down, and then all of a sudden that woman can't seem to break away from him. So that man is cheating, that man is beating on her, and she, you know, for whatever reason can't get away, and then. Very few women are going to tell you that it's because of sex, but it's like, well, if it's not sex, then what What in your supposedly normal mind is making you stay with a man who's abusive, whether it be verbally, whether it be physical? And so I think a lot of times one of the main reasons why people stay in relationships, uh, I think it is because of sex. Um, now, granted, I think it takes an immature person to do that, but I, think, I also think that um, – you know, sex is a is is a is is an act that was intended for us to enjoy. So when we enjoy, so, so you know, if we enjoy sex, it's not a bad thing, but it shouldn't be something. It shouldn't be something that is going to ultimately ruin your life, or something that is going to ultimately take your life because you can't break away from somebody because you enjoy having sex with them. You know, Rodney, this is this is Tammy. I don't I, I I hear what you're saying, but I can I can tell you that most women when it comes to sex and enjoying it, they may they may enjoy what they think is bringing, but the the um act of it, I mean, 
a lot of the women not even honest about that. They're not even, I mean, really, if, you, if women would really be honest, they're not being fulfilled sexually. And so it's this mind thing of this superficial um, something that they think sex is going to get. Yeah, if I get, if I have this sex, I might get this man. But if we look beyond and we look at the evidence, if it was about sex, then we should have some other kind of stuff going on. If sex was going to unite us and get and get this man to like you or be involved, then he might would have stayed with the four or five women he has babies by now. Like what what makes you so different? And so women are choosing sex, um, I think, and maybe that's what you're saying, thinking that this will make him stay with me or somehow I'm going to be different and, and, and I'll be able to get him. And I think this is both ways, but I think people are using sex as a tool um, other than what it is meant, should have been meant for. You know, it's like this mind game. It, it's no, it, not even emotion in sex anymore. There's no love in sex anymore. It's just let's just lay down, let's just do what we do, let's get up and, oh, let's go on. We might meet back up uh, a few weeks later. I mean, I've heard women say, they make booty calls now, and okay with it. <laughs> now, when I say women, I'm talking about 50, 60-year-old women. Yeah. I'm going to uh, – I, I have a comment, but I'm going to pull this caller in real quick. To, I, have, I have a comment, so I'm trying to write down what you say because I – because I want to, re- <laughs> I, w- I want to respond to that. Uh, I'm going to pull this caller in from area code three three zero. Last four digits are four zero nine four. Caller, you are on the air with us. What's your question or comment? My question is, how is everybody doing? <laughs> this is Henry. <laughs> how are you doing? This is Henry. Life is good in Northern Virginia, man. <laughs> oh man, how how's Mrs. Butterfly? Mrs. Butterfly cut off one of the wings tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, how's Mrs. Butter used to fly? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to. Uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful one every once in a while. I I, I want to uh, comment, and and my comment uh, is gonna have to be like maybe thought about later on. It's, it's not gonna be very pretty, um, <clears throat> but. Uh, I think I can maybe address both of the issues that we're talking about. Um, we, now I'm going to talk about the traditional stereotypical woman. And I'm, I'm making that disclaimer because every time you generally say anything about a man or a woman, the first thing people do is, well, I'm not like that. So I'm just asking you to pinpoint somebody who might be like this, and then you'll be able to see my point and then see how it may apply to you or us as well. Um the stereotypical woman is, uh, for lack of a better words, designed to gravitate towards a man who is going to protect her and provide for her, the, 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 the traditional woman. I'm not talking about the liberated woman of today, but the traditional one. And when we as black men are living in a society that's under another man's patriarchy because basically we're living in another man's house. We're living in another man who makes the rules over us and you know, we talk about white supremacy and so on and so forth and we're basically just trying to do whatever we can 
to try to make it in a system that we had no part in creating. Well, at first, we tried to do our best, and we were trying to put food on the table, but the family unit got broke up, and different things got uh, put into our community, introduced, whether we played into those things or not. It's not my issue. But what I'm trying to say is the family unit got destroyed. There's a big difference in the black family unit today than even just going back to the 60s. So at some point, this is going to begin to affect the female, whether she realizes it or not, because her natural instinct is going to be drawn towards to go toward that stronger man who has control and who has the ability to provide, who's calling the shots, and who can protect her. Now, your first point might be to look at the bad boy. The bad boy may not even be working the job, but the bad boy does give the illusion that he can provide protection for her. Uh, uh, I was on a talk show one time, and one of the girls said that the reason she didn't like good guys is because good guys could not protect her. I don't know where she got that from, uh, but in her mind, she had to gravitate toward a, a bad boy for protection. So whenever you gra- gravitate towards a bad boy, the thing that might be holding you there is because he might be the closest thing to uh, a fulfillment of what a man should be and what you should be submitted to, okay, that you can find. Then there's a lot of women who go towards white men because white men generally have a lot of money or they have a security they're the ones who's calling the shots. Whenever we go to, you know, we go and get a job, we go to their institutions, we go to their schools, we learn their curriculum, we learn their this, their that. We go to their banks. So, therefore, subliminally or subconsciously, we are basically saying, well, I could be with you as a black man, but I'm getting tired of you, so why don't I just go ahead and gravitate over towards someone who can protect me and who can provide for me? The white man doesn't generally, uh, generally uh, I guess, provide the issue of protection but he does give the issue of provision. So <clears throat> I noticed that uh, a lot of the black women who gravitate to black or to white men who used to date black men who said, well, I'm tired of black men or there's no good black men or whatever, a lot of those women uh, tend to fall into the category of they're on, a, they, they, they're on their best behavior when they're dealing with that white guy. They don't act the same way when they're dealing with that white guy. Uh, than they do when they were dealing with the last two, three, five, six, seven brothers that they may have been with. Uh, they're not as quick to be mouthy. They're not as quick to get in your face. They're not as quick to, to punch him because they feel now as though they have something to lose because this man has took maybe her out of her house and put him in her house, something that doesn't happen too often with a black man. So when, you, when we bring this full circle again to, you know, can sex keep a woman or when we're dealing with the emotional man, the emotional man, the reason that the emotional, the reason that black men are emotional uh, in many cases is because we're frustrated because we realize that we don't, like to, we don't like to say it, but we're living under another man's matriarchy, and we really don't call the shots. And so when we do have a household, we have a tendency to go overboard on, on, on exerting our authority. Even if I'm living with you in your house, I still need to have that I'm the man here type of deal. And if I'm not making the money or if you're making more money than me, I get emotional about that. And the only real emotion that men are really allowed to show that that's acceptable is anger. We're not allowed to show fear. We're not allowed to cry. We're not allowed to, to, to those things are considered being weak. 
So therefore, we the only anger we can show is anger. So therefore, all of those other emotions that we feel, either we express those things in private or we somehow transform them into anger. And therefore, we lash out at our children, we lash out at our women or woman or wife or kick the dog or whatever because this is our way of uh, of trying to create an original matriarchy because we know in the back of our minds we do not run nothing. So I'm going to run. That's my road race. Okay, hang on. Hey, hang on. Let me in a minute before cause you, you said a lot. Hold on. Because, okay, let me let me get in here. You might not. Y'all might not like what I'm going to say here, but I got to say this. I'm so sick of the white man being our problem because the white man is not in my house. The white, and let me say this, I've seen white women go off on their men so tough. I've seen white women go off on brothers. We have got to stop. The world is like it is. And I go back to the people who were in slavery who came out who fought their way through, who worked in a field all day long, who put up with this crap, who could not go in a restaurant and eat, who could not ride at the front of the bus, who could not drink at the water fountain, they made something out of themselves. They took care of themselves. They changed their own mindset. I got every excuse to lay on my back and screw man after man after man. I got every excuse that I can come up with to, to, to give myself the okay to do that. But it comes a time when I need not think like a child anymore. I can't have a temper tantrum like children do. I can't blame the white person for coming together and, and doing what they got to do. I cannot blame them anymore. I cannot because, see, people have already shown me that it can be done. It, my, my granddaddy showed me that it can be done. My granddaddy could not do some of the things that I have luxury to do, and yet he he, he saw a need, I'm going to start a garbage route, whereas a, a man today won't even pick up, won't do yards. You have a man say, I'm not going to work at Walmart. He'll let his family go hungry, not just because his pride and ego won't let him go to Walmart. The, that ain't the white man's fault anymore. And when, as long as we keep blaming white people for saying we don't fit in here, we've got to live here. We've got to live here. I cannot, if I, if I keep blaming the white man on what I can do and what I can't do, then I'm sorry, why am I serving God? Because I believe God has broke down white doors for me all my life. And when I say white doors, I'm saying people who stand behind them white, door, white doors holding them shut. I don't care what the white man say I can or cannot do. I don't care if he says I'm not free. I don't care if they sit back behind an office and doors and plan something on me, I tell them there is nothing you can do to me because I am rooted and grounded in the power of God, and there is nothing you can do for me. And as we as black people, we don't stop saying what white people have did to us. If we know this and if we know this is the reason for our mindset, why are we not changing it? Because we can. Can I, can I interject? Please. <laughs> because I never said, I never said white people did this, I said, because first of all, as far as your granddad, I said that there was a time when the family unit was strong. I said, like back in the 60s, I said, now compared to today, which is what we're talking about now, the condition of our people today, there's a reason that we're trying to find out why this is the way it is. And I think that one of the things that contributes to it is because we never were in control of anything. And when we do, when we are in control, is basically under it's a submissive control. 
We can only, you know, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not taking the route of it's the white man's fault or whatever. Even though ultimately it could be said we were brought over here against our will, so ultimately it could be said that it is his fault. But what I'm saying is, since we are here, we need to have our own sovereignty, so to speak. We never had our true, we never had true liberty offered to us, and that has to affect us psychologically. There's nothing you can do about that unless you build your own, or unless we come together. But every time we tried to do that in the past, we got shut down. So that that that's what I'm saying. I'm not making excuses for the white race. I'm not making excuses for the black race. You know, we they they're doing their thing to keep us in a, in a situation, and we're playing into things, even though we say we understand things. But all we really are doing is, is finding a, a, a more comfortable place in the plantation. I want to burn the plantation down, but, you know, most of the programs are designed to, to, to help us thrive on that same plantation. You know, we're still on plantation, but we got benefits now. <clears throat> this is this is Ronnie, and I'm going to come back into this conversation, and and, and I'm going to say this. Um, I'm not going to say that, that, that we can't do something. I'm not going to say uh, that... Uh, I, I know that that blacks were brought over uh, against their own will and all of those things. But I will say this. We have always been in control of ourselves. We've always been in control over our thoughts. We've always been in control of our words. We've always been in control of our actions. And if you have not, if anyone has not been in control over those things, then it is no one's fault but theirs. Here is the problem. We don't see that we are worse off today than we were so many years ago because because we knew that we were being enslaved 100 years ago. We knew that we were being discriminated against. We knew that we were in bondage. There's a there's a big difference between being in bondage and knowing that you're in bondage versus being in bondage and not even realizing that you are in bondage. We don't understand that today our society is set up so that there are nothing but tricks and traps. And I blame every single person, even myself, for falling into the tricks into the traps. These TV shows today are designed to break down our families. We have so many dysfunctional families in our society today. We have so many unnatural families in our society today. Why? Because something came in, I talked about the first hour. We're bandwagoners. We want to be accepted. We want to fit in. And so because of that, our family structures are being broken down. I'm sorry. Two women can't make a baby. It's impossible. Two men cannot produce a baby. So I don't like when we tell children or give children the impression that this is your family and, and make them think that they actually have Two mothers. Because all we're doing is encouraging something 
That is unnatural. And if if someone gets gets mad about that, cool beans. I'm I'm cool with it because I can def- because I can defend it, and I'm going to stand up for what I believe. But our family structures are being just totally destroyed. These reality shows, there's nothing realistic about these reality shows. Nothing. So much so that if you even try to look at them, all you see is a bunch of garbage. You see a bunch of foolishness. And I'm sorry, if you like reality shows, do you. I'm not saying, saying don't look at them. That's your thing. But all you see is garbage and foolishness. What do you see? Black women at each other's throats, cussing each other out, fighting, and all of this other nonsense. But that's what we're feeding ourselves, and that's what we're allowing our children to watch. Foolishness. And that's what we're paying to watch, too. I mean, we, we, we spend $140 on cable, and it's crap. Think if you spent $140 extra or just put in a savings I mean, we got to start looking at ourselves because if we know all this, if we, it's like you said, if we know what we're up against, then why don't we do different? Because you can't control my mind. You can't control my house. You can't make me bring my child late school and go spend $300 on on tennis shoes. You can't make me do that. That's why we got to look within. We got to change ourselves first. Because if we just come together like we are, we're just going to be a bundle of mess. You give a fool money, he's a rich fool. Period. We cannot, and that's what I mean. And and, and you're not saying that's what you're saying, but anytime I hear white people and the slavery and what we've come, yeah, I get that. I, 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 I get that, you guys. I'm not demeaning slavery and what it does to us. I'm the one that says People who come to me and say, and this mainly when I hear a white person saying, you know, I need a, I need a pill for this, I need a pill for that, because that's what, I, that's who I hear most people talk about. And you pill to wake up, pill to go to sleep. I say, so where's the pill for what slavery did? I get that. There is no pill for that. But you know what? I'm gonna be my own pill. I'm gonna raise whatever child comes in my, through my door, especially through my body. I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to raise the children that I come come in contact with. I don't care if they're black, blue, white, whatever. I'm going to do my part there. We're not willing to stand up and do our part for the most of us. And until I took responsibility for where I was, regardless of who who helped me get there, until I did that, my life didn't change. Okay, this is where I am. Whether the white man did something mentally to me to put me here or to my mother or to my grandmother or to my granddad, regardless. And what am I going to do to get out of here? Because they ain't going to come back and say sorry. They ain't going to come back and pay me a check to move forward. And if they did, if I take that same mindset, guess what? I'm going to be right where I am with a check, still crazy, still letting people control and my life and predict my my future and my child's future. So we gotta stop. We gotta stop with this mess. If it's if it's somebody's fault, if it's where we came from, they put they they pulled us over here. Okay, we here. What are we gonna do? And if you ain't gonna do nothing, you think you going back is gonna help? Go back. I mean, but this madness has got to stop. We gotta stop. If you're not gonna take care of the kids, stop having them. 
One, two, maybe. Three, four, uh-uh. I'm sorry. You want to check. You giving your body away, man and woman. And that's what I mean. You just want to tell it like it is and stop with this foolishness. It's just time. It's just time. If you're a sorry mama, you're a sorry mama. If you're a sorry daddy, you're a sorry daddy. If you're a sorry man, sorry woman, you're sorry. Period. Own up to it. Stop playing with it. Tammy, I'm gonna. Uh, this is Rodney. I'm gonna read. There, there have been some comments in the chat room, so I'm gonna read those. And it says, "This is a great topic, and your question is pretty powerful. I think if it could be answered easily, I think uh, it would not be such a problem. I think that we have to remember uh, that there's a uh, there's also a spiritual element that is powerful. And this was uh, put a, a while ago." It also says that uh, because I asked, are you referring to us being connected to the people we have sex with? And they say, yes, I'm referring to that. Uh, But I'm also referring to the fact that there are systems in place to keep influencing uh, women and men to make bad decisions. There is a systematic attack on the family that did not just start in the 20th 20th century. Um, Unless you are grounded... uh, Unless you're grounded in the Bible, it makes it harder to fight these systems. Um, And then it also says parents feel they have no control. Oh, that was me. Uh, I said that parents feel that they have no control. Um, I know for me, and again, these are my words, um, I hate when parents come in for conferences, Tammy, and they talk about how they can't get their children to do homework or they can't punish their children. I know for me that would not fly in my household. You did what my mother said to do, and she was a single woman. You did what she said to do, or that woman would take your head off. She was not playing. Um, And then the person also said, uh, I am a teacher as well and have heard the same thing. Uh, And then they put in quotes, I can't do anything with him at home, so best of luck. now our schools are are teaching it, and I agree. I I think our schools um, are becoming a place that is pretty much amening this this foolishness. Our, our schools are now uh, putting our kids in a position to be unsuccessful. Our kids are putting our kids in a position to uh, get away from uh, uh, natural things, to get away from. You know, I, I was at a I was at a convention last year, and there there were several people who stood up. And this is an education uh, educational convention, and there were people standing up, um, pushing this LG. Let me see if I can get all the letters. LGBTQ. I think those are all the letters. Pushing for that curriculum to be implemented in pre-K. So we don't even teach heterosexuality, but you want us to teach gay education or teach homosexuality in pre-K. Kids are not thinking about their sexuality in pre-K, but there are some people who feel so strongly about this that they want kids in pre-K to be exposed to homosexuality. That's how strongly they feel about it. But you know, Rodney, she's the the person I'm thinking is coming from the chat line. Correct, and it goes back to we know. So why are we buying into it? 
The system is set up. So if we know that, then why don't we have more parents at the school board meeting? Why don't we have parents who who make sure at home that homework is done? Why don't we have parents who check homework? I mean, if, if we know this, if we know what's going on and it's clear, I mean, just 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 hold up your hands and say, "I surrender," because that's exactly what we're doing. But see, nobody really. If the teacher doesn't teach my child, if I find found out the teacher wasn't doing what she was supposed to do, guess what? I'm on you too. If you expect me to be on burning data, then guess what? I'm out here on you too. I have expectations of him, and I have expectations of you. That was made clear at the beginning of every year, every year. But if if we don't go as parents, and then we're not parenting at home, what are we telling our children? If the children see us putting our hands up, accepting all this mess, what hope should they have? Grades? Grades for what? Y'all building jails for me. What am I going to spend my time? I don't have my fun. So we are, if we know this is what, what's going on, if we know the system is designed this way, then why aren't we fighting back? Why aren't we, like I said, at the school? Why aren't we home as much as we could be rather than at the club? Why are we crying broke, but we got every new fad? Women got three, $400 purses. Come on now. Really? How, how are we doing that? Who spends three, $400 on purse and don't have three, $400 in the bank? Really? We need to get serious. We need to get serious and talk about some stuff that gets us here, that got us here, that we buying into. Because, see, they can make the purses, but if we start buying them, guess what? If we put $300, $400 together, you can't get people to put dollars together. They want to know what you're going to do with that. But you would go spend $400 on Michael Kors. Who is Michael Kors and what is he doing for you? Who is Coach and what is Coach? But they don't, I mean, really, come on, let's get serious tonight. Your hair match your outfit. But your child don't know math. And that's why I say no excuses, y'all. I bust my butt. I work two jobs with one child. Don't own a coach bag, and I still struggle. So how you, somebody is lacking. If you got it like that, if you got money to go buy coach bags, and you ain't at the school, and your child don't have straight A's because you could, you could spend three or $400 on a tutor. And I ain't tooting my home, but I did what I had to do. And it was hard as you know what. It was hard as crap. But I refused to buy into this system. I refused to give my phone over to this system. And until you got that mentality, yes, you are a slave. Yes, the white man still has control of you, your mind, and your body, and your children. I'm just sick of my people with these excuses. I'm sick. You can get on welfare. You can go to school. You can get a day. You can have free daycare, and you can't make it. Really? It's because you choose not to. So they don't put all this before you. And why? Because they know only a few of us are gonna take it. Only a few of us gonna. Go sacrifice those five years, six years, whatever time to take you, 
You can't tell me that we can't get out of this mess. Because the people before me got out of worse. And they still fighting. They still working. They still doing it. I'm just sick of hearing the excuses. I'm sick of seeing our kids fail. I'm sick of seeing our kids not feeling loved. And that's why they can go out here and do what they're doing. Because they don't feel like we got their back anyway. We so busy ho-hopping, running up in malls, running up in clubs, acting like teenagers, dressing like teenagers. There's no difference. So that's what I mean. I don't even want the white man to come up on this show about that because it's enough. Do what you got to do. And if you're not going to do it, get out of the way. Here's a uh, here's another uh, comment out of the chat room, and then we're going to come back to Leslie uh, to see if she has any uh, any final thoughts. Uh, but out of the chat room, it says, uh, we say this, but we look down on the mother who wants to keep her child at home until uh, kindergarten. Um, and if they want to elaborate, elaborate on that, that would be great. Uh, but, Leslie, we're pulling you back in. Uh, any final thoughts, Leslie? Um, I kind of like don't know which, <laughs> like what direction to to comment in. It's kind of like a couple of subjects that got covered just now, so I'm not really sure how to sum everything. <laughs> you can say anything you want to say, Leslie. Um, I mean. <laughs> I don't, I guess I don't want to, like, ramble on, so I'll just, I'll just go off of, you know, what someone else says. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can pull someone else in or. Okay, okay. Uh, we're going to pull Henry back in. Uh, Henry, any final thoughts? Yeah, I think that what some of the things that I'm saying has been misunderstood, but, <laughs> I I I I'll just say that if everybody was thinking like Tammy, we wouldn't be in this situation. That's the whole problem. People aren't thinking that way. And a lot of people, we, we are a product of our environment until we learn better. But if there's nobody out there teaching us better, then we're going to continue to do the same foolishness that we were born to believe was the norm. So these kids are going out doing these things. It takes more than just pointing and just letting them know you're a sorry dad or sorry mom because they're going to beg to differ with you, you know, because in their mind that's not who they are. You know, in order for them to learn better, then they not only have to learn better, but they have to see better. And, you know, a lot of these systems, like the one writer on, on the email said, that's put in place, they were put in place strategically to keep our communities in the situations that they are. So, you know, this is not saying that we can't overcome it, but what this does tell us is what the problem is, but instead of trying to work around it, because when we try to do that, that's just going to leave people who don't get it behind, but what we, should, what we need to do is dismantle the system and build something of our own. Or even if you don't think you can dismantle the system, at least build something that is of our own original original um, of, of, uh, making to fit and meet the needs of our people since we know directly what those needs are. That's that's why we need to understand the problem a little bit better so we can know how to apply a solution, not to say that we are limited to the problem and we can't move on from there. 
or, you know, whatever system we want to think of. It's just so much that we don't think independently anymore so that we're not entrepreneurs. Um, and then we're talking about, okay, well, then we know that there's a system. Okay, but then why are we still um, being enslaved by it? Why are we still, um, why are we still, why don't we fight against it? And I was sensing that frustration, and I feel it too. And that's when I was saying, but these systems are so ingrained. Um, I think someone mentioned about, okay, well, they are, they are programs where you can put your child in daycare for free and you can work. Um, and that sounds good. But that also takes the power away from the parent. We're talking about, oh, and our children don't feel loved and, and all of that. And not saying that just doing that one thing leads to the other, but I'm saying that these things are intricately in the, in, intertwined. So we say, yeah, put your child in, um, in, in the free daycare so you can go on work and stop depending on the man. But then when you do that, you're also putting your child in someone else's care to give them and they are giving them their values and their love. And, you know, you do it too when you get them back home, but how much time are they spending with you and how much time are they spending in this daycare? And then that leads to further consequences when you become a teenager and I'm a teacher calling you and you're saying, well, I don't know how to discipline my child. Well, you never really had to because you didn't have them eight hours a day at any point or except on a weekend. Um, so you never really developed that skill when they were young, that, that, that natural fear that our parents put in us because we didn't have daycares that much back in the day. Or if it was, it was grandma's house, and they still put that fear in you. You know, so that's what I'm talking about, systems, that it's not just one thing. It's not just uh, go out and get a job or go out and do this or go out and do that. Unless you're grounded spiritually, I feel like, you have that. That's when you get the discernment to see it's not just one thing. Um, and if I do have to put my child in daycare, I need to make sure I am counteracting whatever influences they might be getting there. Or if I have to put them in school, I have to make sure I'm teaching them when they get home, and I'm not so tired from working so hard all day that I'm not spending any time with them. Um, I'm just, you know, going to my room, and I know someone who does that. I just go to my room, close the door, and y'all did your homework or not. But they work so hard during the day, it's like I'm doing all this for my family. I mean, I want to come home and relax. And if both parents are doing it, then which parent's going to take the time? So that's just my thank, comment. Thank you, Carla. <laughs> thank you for being a first-time caller. I so, so appreciate you more than I will say on this show. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but <laughs> I said that about the system. And what, what I, who I was speaking to, for those who are going to do the system, Make it work. If you are choosing, if you have these things available to you, if you're if you're in the system, on the system, and these take, I guess, <laughs> make it work for you. You know, I I would see the same thing on in jobs when I would work. All these classes are offered for free, and you take them, and people look at you like, why why are you taking these classes? Because number one, they're free. I can't afford them. And I'm gonna, I may need them for something else, and that's what I meant. It's for the, for people who are on the system and want to to remain on the system, make it work for you. Take those three, four years because if you don't make it work now, guess what? It's gonna get worse later. I would choose to stay at home any day if I could do it all over again. I would choose to stay at home any day. 
I changed dirty diapers. I washed diapers, and I was a young mom. I washed diapers. I had I had pampers and diapers because I knew there were going to be some times I couldn't go buy those pampers. And I had young people looking at me like I was crazy. You got diapers? Yeah, because he's going to need something on his butt when I can't buy those pampers. Mm-hmm. And so I, I totally agree with you, and that's what I meant by that. If you're on the system, then make it work for you. If, it, if they're going to pay for your school and daycare for you to go, yes. And when you get home, make mothering count. But don't just be on the system and stay on the system for 10, 15 years through three and four or five babies. Don't raise your kids on the system because there's too much they offer now, too much. Again, I think they just offer it because they know only a few are going to take, take heed of it and make it work. And that becomes our choice. So, I think that I think that both of you have made some very valid points. I think that uh, what we have to remember is that uh, we we cannot change history. We can't change anything that has happened before uh, before today. We can't change anything that has happened before now. But what we are in control of is the future. What we can do is go back and look at different patterns. We can learn history and learn um, how it will repeat itself if we don't do something about it. Uh, But we are in control of our own lives. We are in control of our own minds. We are in control of where we end up. You you can't control uh, who you were born uh, who you were born to, you, you you can't control where your life began or where it began. You can't control those things. But you can control how your life ends up. And I think the important thing to remember that it all comes back to you as an individual. And one of the things that that I think that we all struggle with or or could improve upon is is self-reflection, and self-evaluation. Think about what you do on a daily basis. And even going back to our trash can concept, I mean, think about, think about how often you, you revisit a location just because it's happened. Not because it's good for you, not because it's bad for you, but just because it's happened. Think about your daily life and ask yourself, what is it that you can do to put yourself in a better position for tomorrow? What is it that you can do to put your your family in a better position for tomorrow? Because until we become reflective people, we are going to continue living our lives, making the same mistakes over and over again. So they are no longer mistakes, but they are our lifestyle. And so I think that, you know, Maybe you are in a position right now where you have to rely on somebody, even if it's not the sisters, but you have to rely on somebody. I get that, but don't let that cripple you. Don't let that uh, cause you from from being successful. Take whatever help that you can get and move on. Use it to help you get to where you want to be. And I think that if we do those things that – will become a more productive society. And and I too want to thank our caller um for for tuning in and, and definitely uh for being bold enough to, to call in and press the number one and share their perspective because 
I've enjoyed talking to our caller uh, in the chat room and also uh, hearing her speak um, on the phone tonight. So we definitely uh, thank you for, for calling in. Uh, any final thoughts to our caller or to Tammy before we close out the show? I'm I'm good, Rodney. I I think I've said enough tonight. <laughs> Carla, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? No, I want to tell you guys to keep up the good work. I have kids talking to me in the background, so I must mute myself again. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank we you. thank you. We thank you so much for calling in. Uh, Tammy, <laughs> we have one more. We're gonna we're gonna hear this one real quick, and then I'm gonna close out the show. Uh, caller from area code four zero four, last four digits are one zero three seven. Make it quick. Hey, how you doing, Tammy? Hey, how you doing, Rodney? <laughs> hey, hey, what's hey, up, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? I'm sorry I missed the show tonight. I'm just tired. Um, as you know, my wife she's not feeling too good. You know what I mean? So, um. I'm just tired, Aww. feet down, different things, you know, trying to, uh, we to the doctors tonight, um, the uh, neurologist, just, just, just trying to do the right thing by my, my wife and gets tiring sometimes, you know what I mean? But I'll be ever, man, I thank God that I'm able to do, you know, um, they want to tune into the show tonight, but when we got home, we were so tired, both of us crashed. So I missed the show, man. You know what I mean? But um, just I wanted to comment um, to say that you guys are doing a great job. I did hear about maybe five, six minutes of what was just being said, but you guys are doing a great job, and I just want to commend you on that. Um, And just give my thoughts that uh, it's it's a hectic time, man. I'm, I'm saddened. I'm hurt by everything that's going on. In our community, man, towards the 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 young young adult, young black adult, and um, how the uh, the media is not paying any attention really and focusing on the things that are happening to our our youth. You know, as far as the police taking them out, man, it's like no warning shots, no no maiming shots, it's just kill, 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 and I just feel that something needs to be done. ASAP, uh, or the next issue is probably going to be uh, a race war. Uh, I'm very concerned about that. Um, our people are living in fear. You know, I've already said, you know, I'm like, well, I'll have to pull me over for something. I'm not, I'm not pulling over in the dark. You know, I'm not pulling in over anywhere where there's not anybody around. He's going to have to follow me to a gas station or to a heavily lighted area. You know what I mean? I, you know, it's just it's how I think, you know, because I'm in fear of my life, um, really for no reason, you know, because police are, are put here to protect and serve us, but the way it's going now, it's like you got to protect and serve yourself. Uh, there is a racial problem in America, and I don't know what they see, but I know what it is. And we're being profiled and we're already found guilty before you even pulled over in a car, you know, just from the onside of looking at us and seeing us, it's like we're guilty and we have to prove our innocence on the spot. And I just wanted to say, man, you know, uh, you guys have a good night. Be blessed. 
like I said, I'm proud of you and Tammy for carrying this thing on and doing what thus says the Lord. Hey, Bo, thank you. Hey, Bo, before you go, thank you. And I just um, hope Tasha's okay. I didn't know she wasn't feeling well today, but I'll be praying for you. I won't call you tonight, but we do need to talk and share some things with Rodney as well about what we talked about. Um, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Thank you for listening. We didn't even we didn't get to touch on on what you're talking about, but but oh, I, I just we did. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. You need Probably to go back and listen to this. No, that's okay. You need to go back and listen to this show because you would have you would have had a lot to say. Um, okay. But we I changed it so maybe we can really get into some of those those uh, articles that we posted in uh, on the event page. So we'll do another round of what's on your mind because it, it seems to bring up some good topics and just kind of make it work from there. But what I posted earlier, I think, Rodney, you may have seen it, um, the number of, of young black men, well, black men, I don't know how young all of them were, who have been recently killed. But I think because it has not been in the media, so my thought has not been so um, prevalent in the, in the media, we've not reacted to it. And, and right, my question right. looking at today was, okay, you know, all these, it's what, it's about six, about six, six, though, about six of them, five, six? Sammy, I didn't even know, I didn't even know half of those that you that you mentioned in that, in that I didn't even know about some of those people. I'm being honest with you. I, 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 it's a couple of them I hadn't even heard of. I didn't even know it existed mm-hmm. until you yeah. brought it to the forefront in that, in that, in that uh, post. So, I mean, but a lot of people do. And, again, we do nothing. If, if if we don't get that goal, we don't do anything. We don't get all caught up and bent out of shape. And, and again, we're telling our young boys that you don't matter. Yeah, you can, you, they can kill you and do whatever. We'll fuss. We'll move on. So we'll get to touch base. So you didn't miss that part. So plan if, if everything's okay, you know, with Tasha and everything, plan next week to join us because we'll try to get to that. Maybe we'll start out with that topic. Um, yes, 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 yes. I truly will. Yeah, yeah I truly will. Yes, I will. And I'll let her know, you know what I mean? Like I said, she's been all day, man. She's been really feeling really bad. And uh, like I said, uh, when she got home, I, you know, I made a soup and everything. And, you know, I just been, you know, and she's been, I mean, when I say it's been bad, it's been bad. You know what I mean? It's, it's pregnancy thing, baby taking her through it. And uh, okay. like I said, I'm here. You know, I'm here. And um, trying to get a little sleep when I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? And try to get a little sleep when I can. Other than that, you know, I got to do what I got to do, you know? Well, thank you. And we'll oh, be praying I'll, for you guys. Thank you. Thank you. I'll let her know. All right, Rodney. Good night, brother. Absolutely, man. Uh, tell your wife uh, we say hello and our thoughts and our prayers are with her. Thank you, man. Love you guys. Absolutely. Love you too. Uh, we're going to go ahead, and uh, that concludes our show for tonight. We want to say thank you to all of our callers, uh, whether you uh, pressed the number one and, and, and asked a question or shared your perspective, whether you did that online, uh, Facebook, in the chat room. Uh, we appreciate every last one of you for making the Butterfly Evolution show a success. Uh, what's on your mind has just uh, been a fantastic idea, Tammy, so I want to say uh, thank you to you for uh, coming out with that. It, it is just 
been been two great shows uh, with that topic back to back. We've had a lot of input from from many different people. And as we close out tonight's show, I just want to remind everybody that when whenever it comes to your life, whenever it comes to the to the decisions that you make, don't make decisions based on your emotions. Don't make decisions based on your feelings. Whatever decisions that you make, make sure that you can support your decision. A, g- a good friend of mine told me years ago that there's no such thing as a bad decision or a good decision. But whatever decisions you make, you have to live with them. Until next Monday, we hope that you all have a blessed week. We'll see you back in seven days. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody.